0: Hello and welcome, this is Reverend Mark Bishop, Interim Pastor here at St. Paul United Church of Christ in Wapakoneta, Ohio, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. We say this because we try to live God's extravagant welcome. You are always welcome to be a part of our family at St. Paul UCC here in Wapak. May God bless us abundantly as we worship together. I say this often, but I never would have chose this scripture. Not in a million years. It's part of what the lectionary is about, is to force us to read those parts of the Bible that we would just rather skip over. Lots of judgment in today's scripture. We'll get back to that. You might call today's sermon the anti-New Year's Resolution Sermon. You know how it goes. My blood pressure is high. I Google the things that I can do. I read the look the list looking for something new and easy to do. Maybe a pill I can take or a supplement but all i see are things i know i should be doing anyway exercise eat right lose weight next it depend next it depends on the on the day and my energy level i either make a new year's resolution to exercise or i move on to the next task and the next podcast or a change to see if there's anything else to watch on TV while I sit. If you haven't already, I hope you've filled in the blank of the topic for your New Year's resolution that, yeah, I know this is February, but we do this all the time, don't we? We resolve, today I'm going to start exercising. Today I'm going to start not being so irritable. And today I'm going to be more generous. I'm going to be more understanding. We do that every day, don't we? What do you feel as, as you contemplate those many times that we make a resolution to ourselves to be different. Now I think there are just two, two kinds of folks. If you're a particularly well-disciplined, self-disciplined, and determined person, you may be feeling proud of the way that you usually are able to follow through on a resolution to be a better person. The scriptures say, ironically, that if you are talented that way, it may be a real obstacle to learning how to rely on God, to rely on the Spirit of God. Our willpower often, if we're good at it, can really get in the way of our spiritual development. Now, there's a thought for you. But if you're like me, the other type, you know that you will follow through for a while and then move on to other pressing issues. The new behavior is important, but it gets lost in other priorities as I wander through life. Now, both of these are human ways of trying to change. And both have their limitation when it comes to following the way of Jesus, the spiritual path. This is the dilemma that Jesus is addressing this morning. What stands in the way of our being better human beings? How are we to be new creations in Christ? How are we to be more patient? less irritable? How are we to live up to the standards that God has set for us? Are we kidding ourselves about how easy it is to be a a disciple of Jesus Christ? It is simply true that we want our discipleship to be easy or at least easier. We We hope we can handle the challenges of life with our human willpower and our decisiveness and our determination. We hope that God is looking out for us so intimately that we are never really very unhappy. We want to believe that God is so near to us and. So extravagantly loving and blessing that all of our dreams will come true. Many times that is true for us. We are blessed abundantly and extravagantly by God. But then there are the other times when our dreams are frustrated, delayed, or to top it off, there's This scripture this morning that talks about the more demanding expectations of being a disciple. Yes, Jesus ups the standard this morning. He says, you've heard it. I'm just going to pick one. There's so many of these that we could talk about. I'm going to pick the first one. You've heard, you've heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder. One of the big ten commandments, right? And whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to ju- judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council and if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. That's not Jesus gentle and mild. That's Jesus fire and brimstone. We don't really often hear that part of Jesus' message, do we? At first glance, you may think that Jesus is instituting a new, stiffer law and requirements to follow his way. kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Everything that he lists is harder, more difficult. And this proclamation of stern judgment, demanding that we be perfect, that we think and feel in ways that don't seem quite possible for us human beings. I ask you simply on this one, who can go through a day of modern life without being frustrated or even angry? I can't, can you? Is that really the point that God is raising the standard so high that we can't possibly meet it? I, I think that's a mis, a very common misunderstanding of this passage. Because I believe that it's exactly the opposite when we keep this teaching in the context of Jesus' whole life and the way he lived and the way he interacted with people who have had fallen short of God's expectations. Did he damn them to hell? Did he talk to them about the fire of hell? No. He often astonished them with the compassion that he exhibited. With the kindness, with the acceptance, with the hospitality, and the abundant love of God. Jesus showed us what is possible for human beings, not by relying on our ability to promise to be better persons, or to keep our New Year's resolution to be more forgiving, or more kind, or more respectful of people, or... To live by relying in every moment on the grace, love, and power of the Spirit of God, the way he showed us he lived. It is a part of the mystery of the Christian faith that it's only by setting aside our human will... Willpower that God's Spirit in us is able to make us, not make us, empower us to be more patient, to be more kind, to be compassionate as God is, to be more involved in the hospitality of welcoming strangers and respecting people we do not understand. Yes, Jesus is upping the standard to an inhuman standard, not to judge us, but to force us, as we wrestle with the scripture, to see this mystery of the Christian faith. It is by giving up our lives that we find it. It is by giving ourselves away that we feel loved and accepted and worthwhile. It's by setting aside our wishes and dreams that we are swept up into the work of the Holy Spirit in the world. It, it's It's a paradox. This morning we're celebrating marriage. and by the way, if you didn't sign up, there are a few extra meals so if you if you can stay, I know we're competing with Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> you're more than welcome to stay. Some have said that. Marriage is the laboratory for learning about love. And I agree with them. For those of us who are not so lucky to have a partner to learn with, our family and our friends and even adversaries are the ones who challenge us to higher levels of loving and compassion. Ever thought to be thankful for your adversaries, those who aggravate you to death, to thank God for the challenge, for the opportunity to expand the spirit of love and to sharpen your tools of love against the hardness of those that we meet. We're tempted to think in smaller terms, smaller, more human ways about the nature of lo- the love which is found by two persons in marriage or which flows in a family or a community or a nation. For the sake of keeping the focus simple this morning, we, we think that it is the sentimental, sentimental feeling of affection for one another that is the driving force which keeps a marriage growing and filled with love. But again, it is sometimes exactly the opposite. What we learn in a loving long-term relationship is that the one that we love is the one who drives us up the wall. Sometimes it's the very things that we fall in love with that eventually are the things that just aggravate us. Am I talking about the truth here? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The truth is is that love is much more than sentimental feelings for each other. It's, It's that committed relationship that, okay, yeah, today I would like to, I won't say it, right? That challenge to be our best selves, that challenge to learn about a love that never gives up, that is always deep enough and strong enough to survive whatever it is that we're challenged by right now. This is simply a part of the human experience. Love and, dare I say, hate are very closely entwined in the human heart. That's the truth about us. So... What is Jesus telling us about the spiritual life of love? We don't have a better marriage or a better family or a better world because we swear to always be better and different. It doesn't come about because of a New Year's resolution. It comes about in this mysterious way. Jesus says, But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Do not swear by your head. In other words, do not rely on your human willpower and your ability to decide what the priority needs to be forever and all time. New Year's resolutions, regardless of how strong and self-disciplined you are, usually break down, don't they? That's just being human. Jesus knew that. Jesus knows that. Instead, and th- this is a puzzling piece of advice, let your yes be yes, or your no, no. What does that mean? I think that it means that we are called as Christians to always know that God can speak a new word of hope even when we can't see a solution. That God is always about loving and moving us to the next level of love if we can just pay attention to the here and now today when we have an opportunity to decide to be a part of God's loving nature. Right here, right now, let our yes be yes. Yes God, yes God, enable me, empower me to be more loving. Yes God, empower me to be more patient to be more faithful to be more just we could list a lot of things that we need right and and the problem is the list is too long and and so we need just in the present moment today to decide yes yes we get to be married for 50 years or more, by choosing to love one day at a time. Each day we need to say, I do, to our spouse. Each day we need to say, Yes, I love you, to your children, or to your parents, or even to your irritating spouse. Each day we need to say, I love my country and figure out what that means today. Each day we need to recognize that God is God of all nations, not just the United States. And that we are called to be respectful brothers and sisters yearning for peace on earth. Confronted with those we barely understand. Don't be tempted to think that you can make promises today for the rest of your life. Each day God looks at what's possible in our lives and in our world and seeks to nudge us towards the next level of love. It's really that simple. Our calling is to stay open every day. Every day is a new opportunity. A new possibility that I will not be angry or frustrated. A new possibility that I will be a more just person. Each day God opens the future with us, seeking more just ways for us to live together. More compassionate ways for us to represent God's love. And forgiveness and grace to the world. Bless you as we celebrate relationships today. I hope that you have seen glimpses of God's love in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your service through the Church of Jesus Christ, Saint Paul United Church of Christ. Wapakoneta. Amen. We pray that you have found blessing and enrichment in joining us for worship today, as we are truly blessed to have you worship with us. Peace and blessings to you, and thank you for joining us today. If you would like to support the ministries of St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta, you can do so in three ways. First, you can mail in your gifts to St. Paul at P.O. Box 147, Wapakoneta, Ohio, 45895. Secondly, you can send your gifts online from our website, stpaulucc.com. Lastly, you can text the amount you would like to give by texting us at 844-971-1800. Come join us again at St. Paul United Church of Christ here in Wapakoneta where, no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here.